Ricky Wildey here on behalf of all of Ontario Professional Wrestling, letting you know that we are running the Arthur Caulfield Memorial Show, where all proceeds go directly to Brennan Caulfield, also known as Holden Albright and the Caulfield family. This show will take place at 7 p.m. November 5th, 2022 at Battle Arts Academy, which is 4880 Tompkin Road in Mississauga, Ontario. This show promises to be family fun for all ages with raffle prizes, exciting matchups, including Impact Wrestling Superstar, the quintessential diva, Giselle Shaw, wrestling Alexia Nicole for the first time ever, as well as title bouts from promotions across Ontario and a notice qualification match between Rex Atkins and Easy e Eric Carney, where the loser will have their legs waxed live in the ring during intermission. All this and more at the Arthur Caulfield Memorial Show, November 5th at 7pm, Battle Arts Academy. Come out and support as all of Ontario wrestling comes together for what will no doubt be an unforgettable evening. Boom, this is the man, the myth, the legend, Jack Evans from the heavens. And I would just like to inform you that you have been counted out with Mike and Tyler. Boom, and you know this, man. Well, we are live, pals, and welcome to another edition of the Bill After Sealed of Approved, Counted Out with Mike and Tyler. This is going to be weird to say, but um, my name is Tyler Wolf, and I am joined this week by Mojito Mike. Mike, what's going on? <laughs> we, uh, and, and just us, nobody else. Yeah, that's uh, it. No Hall of Famers are going to be walking through that door today. You know, it's just you and I. Um, the, the, the way... Counted out was intended to be. Um, we've been we've been really successful. We've been rolling. We've had a lot of interviews, but uh, every once in a while, man, we got to get back to basics. Yeah, we gotta absolutely. To, we got to get back to what made counted out. Counted out. We got to get back to the list, baby. Yeah, we're gonna do that today. I'm kind of just here for the ride this week. Mike is Mike is uh, he's <laughs> he took over the show this week. I'm just here to say we are live, pal. I will say one thing though before before we uh, before I basically turn it over to Mike and just comment on whatever weird shit he's about to say this week. Um, if you have not gone into the archives, please go back and listen to last week's show with Pretty Ricky. Um, the Arthur uh, Caulfield Memorial Show is Saturday, November the fifth, as you heard at the top of our show with that ad that we played. Uh, any support that you can do via GoFundMe, via anything, um, I will be there. I don't think you're gonna be able to make it are you coming doesn't look like it but i'm trying okay uh i will be at the show so i'll try to you know do some fun stuff there um anything that you guys can do to help please support please just retweet stuff share stuff you know what i mean check out pretty ricky's social medias check out uh holden albright's social medias and and just retweet the hell out of everything and, and spread that word please guys we uh we would love that help Absolutely. It's for a great cause. Ricky's a great dude, as you probably realized on the last week's show. And it all goes to, excuse me, it all goes to Brendan uh, Holden Coffee, uh, Holden Albright, uh, who is one of our favorite people. Yes, yeah, so to his family to help out with, uh, with the cause uh, of, of the unfortunate passing of his father. 
Uh, so yeah. again, if you guys have anything that you can you can share, uh, anything you can retweet, every little thing helps. It doesn't matter if you think it doesn't. That retweet will put an eye on to somebody else, and maybe they can share it, and or maybe they'll come to the show because of that. So anything helps, guys. Um, Halloween has just passed us. So we are on Halloween. Yeah, baby. And if you watch Monday Night Football, you would know the Cincinnati Bengals were very scary as they sucked. It was sucked. a horror show. <laughs> yeah, it was a horror show. But you've got a Halloween theme list this week. Tell the people about the list, and then let's start talking about weird well, shit. It's funny you say Halloween theme. I I really wanted to do a Survivor Series list this week because we're in November now, and and I was really struggling on what to do. This is why I went. We're doing top seven casket matches. I thought this was this was fitting because we are leaving Halloween and entering Survivor Series season. Uh-huh. Halloween spooky casket match. Survivor Series has been home to several casket matches. That's right. The so first I one in I, WWE history, if I'm not mistaken. WWF so history. Thought, Kamala? Yeah, is that the first one in the WWF? Was that a Survivor Series? Yeah, 92. Yeah, I, I believe I believe so. I think Spoiler you're, alert. Yeah. I don't think so, that match will be on Mike's list, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I thought it was very fitting that, that uh, we did casket match right between Halloween and Survivor Series. Uh, but before we get there, man, we, I, I've got rants. Um, we're not doing a hypothetical this week because I have things to rant about and, Sweet. I have, and, and things to, to talk to you about. I got uh, debate issues. So um, I don't have a clue, folks. Just for the record, I have not been smartened up to anything Mike is saying this week. I'm just here to say we are live, pal, and then I am here to react at this point forward. Let's start with this. It's not exactly a rant. It's more of a debate. I want to ask your opinion. I, I, have, I, have, a, I have an opinion, and I want to ask your opinion on it. And it's something that... Um, happened just a few weeks ago uh first of all as everybody knows uh congratulations on being on television on tnt yeah uh, just a few weeks ago yeah uh, on aw rampage myself and uh van landon and our friend jordan uh we are hell of singers let me tell you judas took full effect but that uh that same week um there was a few episodes of uh, of dark taped one episode was uh had jody threat versus ember moon yes um I'm not going to go completely into it. Everybody knows the story. The match got very physical. Uh, Ember Moon, by the looks of it, we don't know it. We don't know anything. But by by the naked eye, it looks like Ember Moon may have taken some liberties and got got quite physical with it with with um, Jody. Now you spoke to Jody. I did. I ran into the, her the, the very next day at Rampage, and she couldn't have been happier with the way the match went so let's let's put that on the plate not everybody else knows that part okay that's not in the news that's not on the dirt sheets that's, that's a counted out know. exclusive baby yeah, exactly exactly because you spoke to her personally now here's my question everybody's making such a big fucking deal about uh, about how violent and how uh you know how this match went including jim Cornette and, and everybody else is saying i'll get rid of her get rid of her Here's my question for you. Would this be such a big deal if those are two guys in the ring? Um, yes, I think it would. I, think I just so? I think that we're just in the, this era now where people just want to make small things into big things. So I don't think if it's male, female, alien, fucking monster, Frankenstein, if if people on the internet feel like there is a liberty being taken and they can blow something up and make it into something, 
Mm-hmm. I just think that's where we are as wrestling fans now. I, I don't think the the sex matters. I also don't think that there was an issue in that match. Now I could be wrong. I've watched it. So listen, was the outside dump a little a little sloppy and, and it looked like it hurt? Yes. Yeah, but that's just a sloppy else move. Saw, exactly. Everything else I saw, like everybody had um, a lot of issues with the ground and pound. Yeah, the ground was... and pound look. Did the ground and pound look vicious? One hundred percent. Is it supposed to look vicious? A hundred percent. Was that was that Ember Moon taking liberties, or was that Ember Moon being really fucking good at her job? Because if if, if she was really fucking smashing in there. Jody would not have looked as clean as she did when she got up. Jody would have been unconscious. <laughs> like you, know? you don't take six or seven elbows to your jaw without your hands being put up. No. And and number one, not have a mark on your face. And number two, be conscious. Um, you know what I mean? No, that is I, I do think there was a little bit of like a miscommunication part between yeah. Jody and Ember at, right before that. I think Jody slipped a little bit. It looked like and Ember missed time to kick. It looked like they caught her pretty flush, but there was mm-hmm. no unprofessionalism here. And if you keep watching it after the dump to the outside, which is a dangerous bump to begin with, um, yeah, uh, Jody took a great bump for, for um, Athena into the guardrail. Like, you're not working with somebody like that. I'm sorry. Just... I, I keep calling her Ember Moon. I, I forgot that's her, her name now. Athena. Athena. Uh, you know, yeah. potato, potato, whatever, right? It's uh, AW's lost in the shuffleness right now. But no, I don't think there's an issue. I did speak to Jody very quickly the next day. We were both walking to the washroom, actually. And we didn't, she didn't mention anything about the match. You know, I'm not breaking anything here. Like, uh, yep. about about oh yeah she was stiff with me she didn't say anything about that i asked her how things went she said she was so moved by the reaction the crowd gave her it was amazing and that i'd see her in december yeah we love jody at the show um and i take jody's word for it if, if jody's not uh pissed off if jody's happy with the match that's good enough for me yeah absolutely all right moving on um we're gonna stick with AEW for a minute because oh, I, you fucking AEW market. Eh? I, I I know I I have something to talk about because I I just I've realized I'm turning into an old grizzled man. I'm yeah. turning into this. I'm turning into an old bitter man. Old man I'm, yells at clouds. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's how I feel right now because I there's something I just don't understand. That I need you to help me with this. I think I'm understanding how my father probably felt back in 97 when I'm, you know, when when I'm this teenager and I'm loving DX and it's all suck it. And, 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 you know, fucking stone cold said, so, you know, and my father's like, what the fuck happened, you know, to, to say your prayers and, and and shit like that. My father's lost in the shuffle, lost in the shuffle at that point. And I feel like, I think I'm there now. I don't get this scissor me daddy shit. <laughs> Come on, hit me. Scissor me daddy uh, ass. I think it is I think it is the worst fucking most ridiculous stupid thing I've ever seen, but it's over and I'm not going to take it away from anybody. It's fucking over. So when something is over, you go with it. I get that. I just don't fucking get it. It's just another fucking reason for me not to want to watch AEW. Is it is it me? Like, 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 is it, is it not fucking stupid as fuck? Or am I turning into old man yells at cloud? Um, I think it's kind of both. 
Like you definitely sound like old man yells at cloud right now. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like, is it the most uh, creative catchphrase? Does it make sense? No, but it's over and people are it having a blast over. doing it. You old bastard. So let them have their fun. All right. <laughs> hey, they wanna... I, Apparently I it started you. as a rib uh, on air. Um, the the one guy did it to the other guy. I guess he had like a piece sign up and he did it. Try to pop okay. him on the camera. Oh, and then uh, and then they did it to try to pop Billy Gunn and call him daddy ass, scissor me daddy ass, right? So, and, it, you know, something funny. It, it is funny, like, to watch these two grown men and Billy Gunn, these three grown men running around yeah. saying, scissor me, baby. I don't really get it either. It's not it's not my favorite thing on AEW, but it's it's over. It is making money, which is, you know, big merch sales there. And uh, it is something to hear an entire arena yeah, sing, oh, scissor me, daddy. Like, <laughs> I just, yeah. I, I mean, like, it's. Is, the, is this, is, like, is this today's, you know, suck it? Is, yeah. Is, is, is that what that is? 100% it is. I saw a tweet um, that Jade Cardile put out the other day going, uh, my kid uh, runs around saying scissor me daddy at so much and and loves it that i'm terrified they're gonna say it at school and that's what 1997 was like for parents i can't tell did, you the amount did, of times that i got told not to say suck it at school exactly i'm there's there's a picture of me and, and me and my buddies in the in the yearbook where we're standing there with fucking you know right in front of our crotch yeah. it, it, it's it's that's what it was so I feel like suck it is worse oh, still also like, yeah, you're basically telling, I haven't grade eight worse. telling people to suck yes. my, my, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's called a dick Tyler. Well, uh, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be that crude, but it's, uh, it's uh sorry, penis. There you it's go. uh is it worse? Probably. But it's not as stupid. It's just so, I think that's my problem with it. It's just so fucking stupid. Well, I mean, if you look back, and I've said this many times on our show, to me, 1997 DX does not age well. I think it's terrible. I think they're not funny. And I feel like that's what we'll kind of look back maybe uh, on Scissor Me, maybe a little bit. of like, oh, fuck, do you remember Scissor Me? Like, well, that was so ridiculous. But it was fun. And, and people are having fun with it. His raps, Max, Max Caster's freestyles have been pretty good lately. I... I... I, I can't get into Max Caster just because he takes way too many fucking shots at WWE. It's ruined it. It's ruined it for me. He's done it too many times now. Like way I, too I'm usually on. Now. I'm usually yeah. on that train with you where I don't like the WWE shots, but the ones that he has pulled out have been so uh, funny that I was like, damn, that's good. the The one he particularly did to um, American Dragon was amazing. You're only famous because you're on your wife's TV show. Something about his father-in-law firing everybody. Like it was, there was a couple of real good ones in there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel Max Caster's a little obsessed with WWE. Like even in his real life, like there's yeah, pictures yeah, of him, I see. There's pictures I see of him that. like with at, the Vince McMahon walk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I see what yeah, you're saying. Like, I'm with you on that. I don't know. And it you know, I'm not. Wrong. I'm not big on the, the wrong way. I'm not big on the constant WWE bashing and and he definitely is one of those guys, but his have been a little more clever than the rest. At least I'm all for a good jab at the other company. If it's clever. Okay. Um, I'm, I will, will say I'm glad that DX took the high road and didn't make any jabs at AEW. No, they did that. Uh, they did their one comment, which I thought was uh, pretty good. What was good. the one comment? Maybe uh, they, that. 
they were trying to say like, where's Billy Gunn? And, and I think one of them was like, Oh, he's, uh, he's busy doing stuff with uh, appliances right now or whatever. Oh like, yes. Yeah. 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 I think Corey Graves said that. Uh, one, yes. No. Yeah. Uh, somebody in the ring said it, I think. And then oh, Excalibur okay. or Taz commented back on it on AEW. Oh, I see. It, okay. They made like a comment on air, but nothing was done like disrespectful. Okay. It was like little yeah, fun yeah. Quotes. That's fine with me. Like I was really hoping he wasn't gonna make another piss ant company remark or something like that. Take the fucking high road, guys. Like be be those guys. I was a little upset that they could have got Billy Gum for that. All they had to do was agree to mention AEW on air, and Triple H said no. Yeah, I think that was a. I I honestly think that was a bad business decision. I agree, a hundred percent. I agree. They, they, all you had to do was mention the product. People know it fucking exists, Triple H. Just because you don't fucking talk about it doesn't mean doesn't mean people it, don't know about it. You know, like it, it, I think it would have been good if I was Tony Khan personally. I would have been like, I will give you guys Billy Gunn, but I want you guys to do something with the acclaimed as well. That would have been my the, demand, and they WWE would have and, and, and they would have said no to that, and that would have been yeah. cool. If I'm Tony yeah. Khan, though, and my demand is make sure you mention he's an AEW superstar, and you said no to that, that's silly. Like, they, you that, know. to me, that's dumb. Considering you know they just had Mickey James in the WWE, not you know less than a year ago as Impact champion, so you can you can put him back over, but not but not AEW for like, <laughs> well, a there is segment. a big big know. difference between AEW and Impact. True. Impact's not running around taking constant shots at WWE. Yeah. Also, uh, Impact or sorry, AEW is the direct competition to the WWE. Not that it's really that close because WWE's numbers are still blowing AEWs out of the water. But AEW is a much bigger deal than Impact Wrestling, unfortunately. So two more things I want to talk about real quick before we get to the list. And both in- involve the beautiful country of Japan. Um, first, I want to talk about WWE allowing um, Shisuke Nakamura to go to Noah to face um, the great Muda in one of his very last matches. So this is a thing that um, New Japan was, has been trying to do for a long time. They've been, they've been working with Vince about it, and Vince kept telling them no. Now the Triple H is in. Triple H said, yeah, let's fucking do it. Yeah, but it's not New Japan, though. It's Noah. Oh, sorry. I meant I, I meant Noah. You know, I apologize. Um, yes, it's been Noah. Um, I think this is great for everybody because number one, it's going to put so many fresh eyes on Noah that it like, like Noah Noah's going to come out fucking beautiful from this. Um, and it doesn't hurt WWE to let this happen at all. Uh, people are going to watch this match big time. I'm sure WWE has some sort of some something in place to get a kickback. Like there's nothing, there's no way Triple H, Triple H is smart enough to not get nothing from this. We don't know what, what they get back yet, but it'll I have a be theory. Something. I have a What's theory. That? Well, okay. well, first of all, before I tell you my Mo- theory, Muda in, the, Muda in the hall of fame. I, I was going to say, I think we could see Muda on WWE TV this year. It's kind of the same thing that he did on AEW. That'd be that'd be cool. I could see him in WWE TV like around WrestleMania season, and then when, put him in the Hall of Fame. Do we know when his actual retirement match is? I'm not 100 sure. I know I this match is happening on New Year's with with Nakamura, but I know his yeah. retirement match is um after that, right? When is Great oh. Muta's? Can you imagine if they made if if the if the uh, the deal was he has his retirement match at WrestleMania? 
That would be awesome. Holy fuck. Um, I do think that it is very cool for Noah that they are working with the WWE and AEW at the same time yeah. because mm-hmm. Sting will be in Muda's actual last match, which takes oh, place. Wow. It takes place on January 22nd will be Muda's last match. So almost oh, a month so, after so not, so not at WrestleMania. No, Muda will be done before then. Sting and Muda at WrestleMania. The event is called the Great Muda Final Bye-Bye event on January 22nd. Final Bye-Bye. Great name. Yeah, I'll I'll be watching that. Yeah, I think um, I think it's kind of neat though if you and I think it shows the respect that Muda has earned in this professional wrestling industry where, you know, he showed up at AEW Rampage, did that little thing where he helped Sting out and then it was announced Sting will be a part of his last match and then yeah. uh, now you're seeing WWE who, uh, from what you read on the on the internet, Triple H reached back out after that deal sounded dead. To send a guy like Nakamura too, who's not a focal player on your company. Exactly. You know, if if something was to happen, unfortunately, if something was to happen to Nak, if he got injured facing Buddha, it's not going to hurt WWE right now. And it so, doesn't so, it doesn't hurt them to have him lose because he's going to no, lose the Austin as well, Theory yeah. as well. Like you yeah. know what I mean, or whoever. Yeah. He's not winning on TV, so also. It helps because Nat can go out, have, you know, whether he, like, he's obviously, he's most likely going to lose to Muda, but he, he's going to go out, have a great match against, against Muda. People are going to remember that he's a fucking phenomenal wrestler because Triple H, um, <laughs> say what you wanted to say about the man, the man likes wrestling. All right. He likes his wrestlers being good wrestlers. So he's probably been disappointed the way that McMurray has been booked for the last two, three years. Yeah. So this works for Triple H. You send Triple H to face Muda in a place where wrestling is appreciated, like Noah. Bring Nakamura back, where a bunch of WWE fans probably just watched Nakamura face Muda. You think they'll transfer over? I think some will. I think a good number will be like, because a lot of people like Nakamura. A lot it, of people might remember Muda. It'd be smart if the WWE could broadcast that match on the network. Cause I don't think people are going to find it on. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think people are going to know where to watch it, you know, unless like people like us will find it, but I, I don't know if AEW would allow that. If Noah would allow it or AEW. AEW. I don't know well, if they'd allow fall- Sting. I don't know if they'd want. No, oh, no. That, that's not the only thing. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah maybe the, the Nakamura yeah. match. Yeah, but uh, I, I think it's great for everybody. I, lo- I, I love everything that's happening in this situation right now. I, lo- I love it. It is great for Nak, man. That can you imagine being Nakamura right now? Yeah, being handpicked to go face Muda. I don't know if they've ever fought before. Uh, um, I'm not sure. I know Muda had a great rivalry with Tanahashi. I don't know about Nakamura though. I feel like they haven't. So I, I think this is like Nakamura's got to be in heaven right now, you know? I'm sure they've probably fought. Last thing I want to talk about. Let's uh, let's talk about your boy right now. I want to talk about the machine gun. Now, a yeah. uh, little bit of controversy here. And I, I, have an, I have an opinion and I want to get yours. So for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about right now, um, obviously, you know that the the Good Brothers have are back in WWE and they're signed to a contract, which means no matter what they, you know, at the end of the day, they are employees of the WWE. Yes. Triple H has last say in what they do. Now, Carl Anderson is the never open way champion over in, in New Japan. Here's the thing: they he has a handshake deal with New Japan, not a contract. 
He has a contract with WWE. <clears throat> he is now double booked. He uh, <laughs> uh, he 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 will not be uh, defending his championship as as advertised in New Japan on the on the day of the Saudi show. He will be at the Saudi show. Mm-hmm. New Japan is fucking furious, and they're taking shots at WWE. They're taking shots at Carl, Carl Anderson. Uh, uh, s- saying that you know it's unprofessional uh, of Triple H to, uh, to 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 book him, they, uh, and they have officially it, announced uh, now that he's not going to be on the show. They've officially announced. Yes, that. yes. Um, and and they're talking about stripping him. Uh, Carl Anderson flat out said, "You're not taking this fucking title from me. Fuck you." So there's three people that are that that are being blamed right now. You can blame Triple H for 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 not honoring. Uh, New Japan's booking. You can blame Carl Anderson for not keeping his word, or you can blame New Japan for not signing the fucking guy. I don't know where you lie. Here's where I go. I think the only person innocent in all this is Triple H. I yeah. don't think W. I don't think WWE did anything wrong. They are doing their fucking business. They signed a wrestler. They are using their wrestler. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. When Carl Anderson signed on that dotted line, he knew he had a booking coming up. He knew that. That's not Triple H's responsibility to make sure that he honors his dates. That's Carl Anderson's responsibility. Triple H needs to make money off Carl Anderson because he's paying him a lot of fucking money. Probably more than New Japan. Exactly. So he needs him at the biggest show, one of the biggest shows of the year, the Saudi show. He needs him there. Sorry. Sorry, New Japan. It's it is what it is. So I think Carl Anderson is is at fault here for not carrying out his obligations. However, I think I however I think New Japan is more at fault for having a handshake deal with a guy, putting a championship on him, letting him do whatever the fuck that he wants with your title, and not making sure you that's a bad business decision it's it's a bad business move to not solidify your investment it, it's it's silly and now and, and the only thing other that i'll say about uh carl anderson where i think he's in the wrong well now they want to take your title away you can't be like no fuck you i think uh, that's more for a work i think that's a work i i, ho- I hope so i, but I it, do it, that's what i think i hope so but the whole thing is silly to me yeah, yeah. You, you be upset. Be upset that that you're that you're losing your advertised match, but it's your own fucking fault, New Japan. Hundred percent of those. You've done this to yourself. You gave him the freedom to go <laughs> sign wherever the fuck he wants, and he did. Why? Because wrestlers need to make money, and where does he? Where is he going to make that kind of money? Not with you, but with Papa H. Well, and here's the thing: it's been no secret for years. <laughs> Years and years and years that um, the Good Brothers wanted to go back to Japan, mm-hmm. right? And they have probably have a price tag that goes with that. And they've proven that they're worth that price tag. Because if you look at what they did in Impact Wrestling, they brought so many new eyes to Impact Wrestling that came there specifically because the Good Brothers were there. All yeah. while this whole time, the Good Brothers are like, we want to go to Japan. We want to go back to Japan. We miss Japan. We love Japan. Okay, they're back in Japan. You you had months and months and months to, to put them to a contract, even if you sign them to a six-month contract to do a small run with them. You know what yeah. I mean? 
it's not the days of, of the Baba Anoki handshake deals anymore. You know, the world doesn't work like that. And it shouldn't work like that because you're no. talking about a lot of fucking money. Like, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Carl Anderson and Luke There's... Gallows are two people that have never shied away from the fact that we are worth money. We want to get paid. We will go where people pay us because this is a job and we have families. There's sorry, a lot of ma- sorry, New Japan. You know, yep. I'm sorry. There's but- a lot. There's a lot of major players in the game right now. A lot of major players, and two massive companies breathing down your fucking neck for for <laughs> these for these major superstars. We're talking about Carl Anderson here. We're not talking about some fucking you know uh, indie guy. Yeah, but don't put your uh, belt on a guy that you don't have under contract. And Tony well, Khan exactly. needs to start listening to that shit as well. Because, yeah, you know, well, you hear all this stuff that Cody worked without a contract for a bit. Dal- Moxley. Dalton Castle. Dalton Castle is working. Dalton He's Castle Ring of Honor six-man right champion right now. now. not working with the contract. Yeah. They had they had him in a high-profile match with Chris Jericho last week. And he's working without a fucking contract? Dumbass. See, I mean, listen, if you want to put... The, I'm going to... I don't mean to be disparaging to Dalton Castle here. I don't. I love me some Dalton. Battle. Me too. And he was super on, over. Man. Super all over. about... That was a great All segment. About the peacock, baby. 100%. But if uh, Dalton Castle didn't show up on Dynamite, they would have just put another guy in there. And yeah, no one would have gave a shit. You know what I mean? John Moxley was your world champion fighting without a contract. Yeah. Who's also your biggest star in your company. Guys, come on, man. I know Moxley's, you know, team company guy, but all it takes is for one person to be like, here's a fucking I'm sh- a billion I'm sure dollars. New- I'm sure New Japan thought Carl Anderson was a team company guy, too. Right. Things fucking change when you put money in front of people's faces. Sign people the contracts, especially if you want to put a belt on them. It's business, guys. It's business. And you know, and you know who does this the best? You know who's the smartest when it comes to this? I can't. Scott I, you know, Demar. I gotta say this every fucking week. How Impact is ahead of the game every week. He has two sections of guys, man. He's got the people that he's he 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 he'll sign for for a, a full year at least, and then extend if he wants. And then he's got his his guys that can do whatever they want, and you know he's not going to use them as importantly. But he knows that these guys that that are kind of on the sidelines that are not contracted or paid weekly, these guys if they fuck off, Scotty won't be fucked. He's not putting titles on them. He's not putting major fucking stories on them. He's not putting them in the main event. Scotty, Scott. Dave Meltzer can go fuck himself for calling Scott Demore the worst promoter of 2022 because Scotty, I think, is the smartest man in wrestling right now. And the fact that they tape so many shows, like even if let's say they let's just say, for example, they sign. Um, I'm just going to make up a name here. OK, so this is just me making up shit. Let's just say they were like, hey, PCO, we're going to sign you for four months and, and you're going to do uh, all this stuff. And then we're going to get rid of it. Right. Yeah. If PCO decides after two months, hey, fuck it, I'm out of here. Well, they've already got all your TV recorded anyways. So whatever, exactly. fuck them over then. Like, exactly. you know what I mean? No, I love it. I love the rotation that they have with the, the main roster and these uh, people that keep coming in. They keep it fresh. Honor no more. Fresh. Now they're gone, right? Like, I just, I really like the way that they're doing things over there. I just wish more people could watch it. 100%. And hopefully they get they get there one day. Uh, last thing we'll mention before we go into, um, uh, into the list is uh, the plethora of pay-per-views coming to Canada. Man, we're, 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 we're getting... Sa- is it Sacrifice? I think it's Sacrifice. Yeah, is it a pay-per-view yeah. or an Impact special? What is it? I don't... Sacrifice used to be... I, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Adam, Adam content, where are it, you? It, 
Sacrifice used to be a pay per view. I even I don't even care if what it's it an impact special. I don't give. We're going. Yeah, it's hundred percent. It's, it's gonna it's gonna be in Windsor, Canada, uh, Windsor, Ontario. I've never been to Windsor. I've been wanting to go to Windsor for years and years. I can't wait to go. Um, <laughs> I've I've been to Windsor. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll say they why. got a bur- they got a Burger King. I'll say why I've been wanting to go to Windsor. Adam and Danny lived in Windsor for years, uh, and. I always planned to go and to visit them and it never happened. Now they don't live there anymore. So that's why I always wanted to go to Windsor because my buddies live there. Now I had no reason to go, but I'm going to go. I'm going to see fucking impact again. And I'm so excited about it. But WWE is also uh, bringing pay-per-view back to Canada. Yeah. Uh, they're doing elimination chamber in Montreal, which is awesome. Are we going to see uh, that headline by Roman and Sami Zayn? What month is it? February. Too early. No, I don't th- you think it's too early think- to pull the trigger by then? I don't. I, I think they're pushing everything back because of how red hot this angle is. Yeah, they're not. I I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna go wait a while. I I think we see it. I think. Uh, I I think it's time to pull the trigger. Not right now. I, it's super hot. Uh, I don't. Sam, I don't think Sammy's they, feeling really oozy. Sammy's feeling yeah. really oozy right now. That's damn funny stuff. If, if anything, maybe Roman and Jay by then. You think so? No, uh, Roman's gonna choose Jay over Sammy. They're Sammy's gonna turn into a, a mega babyface eventually. Yeah, I just I think it's gonna be long term though. I think it could even happen after WrestleMania. You think so? I I think we're gonna see it around January. I think uh, I think Sammy Zayn and Roman Reigns we're gonna see in February. This is, this is one of my favorite stories in wrestling right now. By the it's way, it's really good. Uh, it's so really good. Sam, I wouldn't. Sammy is so white hot right now. I mean, I wouldn't surprise me if we talk about it in a few weeks on our year end show. Hmm, it's possible. coming. Seven seven topics. Seven guests. We're already all working right. on it. All right. Let me let me replenish my drink, and we're going to get into some casket matches. All right, Mike. Drink is topped up. List ready. Is, list is ready. Yeah, I got uh, all seven nails in the casket here. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> I just hope that your list isn't so bad that I have to choke you against the wall and then accuse you of sexually assaulting me. Oh. Is that a hide and joke? No, that's nails. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, I, I feel like we just <laughs> talked about that a few weeks ago. Yeah. Oh. All right. Uh, well, I told you that uh, I was doing this because I wanted uh, to talk about a little bit of Halloween, a little bit of Survivor Series. So this is what we're doing, man. And we're starting with Survivor Series. And we're going to the year 2008. And we're doing The Undertaker versus The Big Show. I think this would have been my number one. I love this match. <laughs> I, I literally I, think that this is the best casket match that's ever you, been done. You know that I'm not a big Big Show fan. Okay? Me too. Me too. So, so when I put this on, I don't remember. I didn't remember anything about this match. I really didn't. So I had to rewatch it, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, here we go. I have to watch a fucking Big Show match." <laughs> I love this match. It's I... so fucking good. <sighs> I remember. Excuse me. I remember um, when I did my Undertaker Survivor Series matches list a couple years ago. I watched this match. I think it was in my top three or four, if I remember correctly. And it has the most probably unique finish in all casket matches. Yeah, I I thought this was the most clever casket match. Uh, Definitely felt different than other ones. No one had done that whole the standing up casket thing before. He whips whips, uh, a big show right into the casket. Um, Now, we've done the whole 
afraid of the casket gimmick before. You know, Kamala was afraid of the casket. Yoko yeah. was afraid of the casket. They've done that. Big Show did it a bit differently. <laughs> Big Show, there was something about Big Show, and they, and they led up to it because um, wasn't he involved? I, I believe in the match with was it Chavo? Uh, I'm not too sure. There, there, there was a casket match on SmackDown. Or yeah, something Taker, where, Taker and Chavo did a casket where, where, match where where he came <clears throat> out and he got and he got involved in and he wouldn't go near the casket. And now in this match, he's afraid of the casket. He did it a bit differently than Yoko and and Kamala did, and I love it. I I, I think I, <clears throat> I think uh, this is one of my probably one of my favorite Big Show matches. Yeah, I agree. And it's an awesome match. They don't mention it on they don't mention it on commentary, but I, I I I which is a lost opportunity. But I feel like this is like long term storytelling. They should have been like, why is he afraid of caskets? And then they should have showed a, cl- a clip of him fucking riding his dad's casket while while that uh, would have been right? amazing, <laughs> right? While the fucking big boss man drove away with it, that would have been amazing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's my number seven. Uh, fun as hell. It's probably one of the more fun matches, like because like, it's it's not a crazy hardcore violent match. Um, it's just fun. It's really I love. Fun. I think it's the most creative one for sure. Um, I also really think that Taker and Big Show just had great chemistry together. They've had a, a, a very uh, handful of very good matches. Yeah, hundred percent. For my number six, we're going to the temple. We're going to the land of Lucha, and we are visiting Mil Muertes versus his brother, Matanza Creto. Okay. Uh, okay, yeah. I, I don't think I've seen this match. I didn't even see it on my list now, of Cass's matches. There was about four or five um, what they call grave consequences matches yeah. in, in Lucha Underground. Um, this is one of my favorites. Uh, I like. I just like the, this feud. To be perfectly honest, uh, this is one of my favorite feuds in um, in Lucha uh, Underground. If I had to list my favorite feuds in Lucha Underground, I think Mil Muertes is probably in at least four or five of them. Yeah, he was really uh, great. I, I love Mill in this, um, and it, it's so funny to watch. You know, if you're an indie fan, this is technically Ricky Banderas uh, uh, or what was his name in um, Impact. Uh, uh, Judas, uh, Messiah. Judas Messiah, yeah, uh, uh, versus Jeff Cobb, yeah, you know, <laughs> and, but 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 there's they're so great as these characters, of course. In Mills, uh, in Mills Corner, you have um, uh, Katrina, in 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 Matanza's corner, you have uh, El Jefe himself, Darius Cuerto, uh, uh, and they each play their roles very well in this match. It's a violent just this a lot of ma- a lot of like choke slams on top of the coffin shit like that really really different match they had a very different take on um on casket matches in uh in lucha underground yeah I, and i, I love, love it the they, 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 they use it very well yeah and, and, and like you said presentation it's the whole thing is part of the 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 show they do the like the day of the dead kind of thing, and there's there's you know it, it's not just okay bring out the casket and let's do this. No, they, they make a real big presentation out of it, and I love that. Yeah, absolutely, I agree with that a hundred percent. I was watching a bit of Lucha Underground last night, preparing for this list, and and yeah, what a what a great underrated product, you know. I'm I'm working on uh, getting my hands on all four seasons so I can just binge them, and I want to do a Lucha Underground list sooner than later. Um, while doing so, while doing so, while looking for the Lucha Underground, 
um, I got my hands on the full season of Wrestling Society X, Ooh. which was a great surprise. So I'll be binging that mm. soon as well. I really hope that. Um, it and holds, I sent it that to you, up. by the way. So I, I yeah, didn't I, see that. I was going to message I, you guys. And yeah. I hope it holds up for you guys because that was a long time ago and a different product. And sometimes it doesn't I, hold up like you remember I, it. I know. Have you ever watched it? I watched bits and pieces of it. Okay. That's why I sent it to you. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to, to, to get your take on, on the product afterwards. Um, speaking of presentation, my number five had a different presentation to a WWE casket match, WWF casket match at this point. Um, because for the first time, it was the heel who really took over the presentation of the casket. And we're going to beware of dog. I believe 1996, and correct. it's Undertaker versus Goldust. Yeah, great finish to this match. Great finish, um, underrated match. People people sh- seem to forget that this match was really good. Uh, this is an era where I think Goldust is one of the best wrestlers on the roster. Uh-huh. Um, 96 was the year of Goldust for me personally. Goldust was on fucking fire, and it proves it because he's in a program with the undertaker. Absolutely. Um, and he's your intercontinental champion. He's your intercontinental champion during a feud, during an era where this is one of the most red hot storylines because you got taker, taker versus um, mankind. Heel Paul bear who has now aligned himself with gold dust. Yeah. And he's, you know uh, it's, and he's what, what did he do? He was Uncle Paul to Mankind, and I believe Goldust was like Mommy. Yeah, he called him Mommy. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very cool story. And then, but usually the casket is presented by The Undertaker. You know, it, it comes out and Undertaker has this whole presentation. This time, the, the casket is solid gold. You know, it, it's, uh, it, this is rare. This is, uh, this is Goldust. Probably the first person, nah, the second person other than Mankind, to really be able to play mind games with the undertaker on the undertaker's level. Yeah. It, it's, it's great stuff. Love the stuff. And of course uh, you alluded to the finish where um, this is the first time where the casket comes open and mankind is in there waiting for the man of a claw. Now they did this again later. I believe it was on a raw or something. Uh, it was a, uh, a casket match uh, taker versus Vader. And, and they did the exact same finish. It didn't have quite the same, effect to it because yeah. we've seen it before not to mention it was the worst mandible claw you've ever seen and fucking uh taker sold it like a million bucks so that kind of made it lose its grandeur but this man this is a great match on a shit show of a pay-per-view and not wwf's faults <laughs> yeah it's on the power of um, the power took yeah, out the pay-per-view exactly this is one of the only matches i think they had they didn't have to redo uh no this was a redo they, was a redo? they did um i think i think the power went out right before austin and savio vega was about to happen right i yeah. think they got the first match in on the live card in the last match is what i think happened yeah and it's not wb's fault that it was a shitty pay-per-view it was just it wasn't a shitty pay-per-view it was just you know it was the hand they were dealt with moving on to my number four we're going back to the temple uh, back to my boy Neil Mertes, but this time he's taking on Prince Puma. Okay, okay. Um, of course, I actually have never seen this match. Oh, go ahead and see it, man. They ricochet. Prince Puma does his shit. Yeah, 
he you don't see this kind of action in a casket match you just don't you know it starts with him doing a dive off the stage onto mill and you know it, and it takes them a while to get to the casket and then they get to the casket and you know uh there's a lot of spots where uh they destroy the casket so much that Mill has to go get a new casket. Uh, you, you know, it, it's great. The oh, my only, the only reason it's my number four and not any higher is I do find they spend too much time setting up spots. I don't like that. Yeah. And that, and that's my problem. And, and you know, a lot of wrestlers like, you know, um, Ricochet and all the indie guys have that problem where they have these spots in mind, but these spots take time to, to set up or, a pet peeve of mine is when the referee gets involved to set up spots. I hate that. Yeah. Um, so and, and that happens a few times where Mill brings out the new casket. And he needs to set up the casket on the on the stretcher thing, and the referee helps him put it on. Like, why would the referee do that? That makes no sense to me. That takes could me be out. intimidation. If they played it like that, one hundred percent. But that's not how it was told in the story. Ah. You know. So. Uh, so that's my problem. But Mill, uh, you know, Mill, Mill squeaks one out, beats Puma. Uh, but Puma, man, he, he was a hell of a babyface for this company. It's my first exposure to um, really seeing Ricochet work. My, mine as well. I hadn't really seen because before that, I think he had done some work in um, in New Japan and stuff. But yeah, I, and, I and PWG. Really he was doing a lot of yeah. PWG at the time. Yeah, but uh, no, I hadn't really been exposed to to a whole lot of Ricochet. Uh, this was really my this is my introduction to a few guys. Like this was my my introduction to Ricky Banderas, to Jeff Cobb, yeah. to, uh, to 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 Ricochet, uh, to Marty the Moth, to yeah. uh, you know, you know uh, to, to uh, even cheerleader Melissa, uh, who played I want to say Mary Poza. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't seen a whole lot of her before before this you know what i mean so um a lot of a lot of cool people broke out in 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 this uh in this company absolutely we're getting into our top three and 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 we're we're really focusing on undertaker uh uh, from this point on i don't know how you're gonna feel about this being in my not in my top three you're either gonna love this or you're gonna hate it i i don't think there's an in-between i you'll have to remind me the year i forgot to write the year down um, but we're going to what is booked. It's not true, but it's booked as the first ever handicap um, um, casket match in WWF. And we're talking about the Ortons, Bob and Randy versus The Undertaker. Bob and Orton. Bob and Orton. Or, Let no, me try that again. Bob, Bob and Randy. Yeah. That was in 2005. Okay. Uh, yeah, I love this feud that these guys now, had. Now let, let 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 me let me clarify something. Even though WWE said on commentary several times it was the first uh, handicap casket uh, uh, match, it that's bullshit. Because they had one. Uh, it was video uh, Viscera Midian on Raw against the Taker a good four or five years earlier. So. No, it was Midian and Viscera against Triple H on SmackDown. It was supposed to be Taker against Triple oh, it H. Oh, was that's right. That's it right. It was uh, yeah. tri- Triple H was feuding with Vince at the time, and they were heading into the Six Pack Challenge uh, pay per view at Unforgiven. Oh, oh yeah. And, and Triple H had to H- run the gauntlet that night in different yeah. gimmick matches with everybody. That's right. That's right. Oh, that was definitely during the Triple H show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this Orton's versus Taker match. I, I can use the same word I said for my number seven. This is fun. This is a lot of fun, um, and this is this is Randy really 
breaking out at this point. This is this is Randy making a name for himself against the biggest names like The Undertaker. Um, I don't remember if this is during the Legend Killer gimmick. I think it might be. Uh, yes, it should be yeah. right. It's, it's actually shortly after the Legend Killer. And uh, this is Bob Orton reminding us how good of a fucking heel he was. Very good heel. Love you love know, some Bob Orton. If people if people who didn't grow up with WrestleMania one, you know what I mean? Like like, like this this is like your taste of Bob Orton, and he was great in this. Loved it. I just wish he had the the cast on. Yeah, um, that'd have been awesome. You know, um, but great spots. The uh, the what's it called? The fire extinguisher spot was great. The uh, um. I think there was some miscommunication with the uh, with the commentary because they kind of fucked up and they're like, okay, well now that Bob Orton's in there, he has to stay in there. It's like, what? No, you can't make him stay in there. That's so stupid. <laughs> you live here now, Bob. Yeah, it's like you can't get out. Well, or or what? He gets out, you're going to disqualify them? Like that made no fucking sense. That was stupid. But uh, but and Randy and uh, Randy and his old man get the win on this one. And then uh, fucking Randy takes an axe to the to the uh, to the casket, sets it on fire. It was a lot of fun. It was it was a really cool moment. Yeah, yeah. And they recycled the uh, the finish of the Royal Rumble. So, mm-hmm. which is a great exactly. visual. <clears throat> great visual. We are returning to our roots of Survivor Series, and we're going to 1994 for my number two, and we're doing the rematch between Undertaker and Yokozuna. What? This match sucks. This is way better than the Royal Rumble match. Oh, I didn't say the Royal Rumble one was good either. <laughs> I, I, I think this match is extremely underrated. I, I, I think this match is really good when you break it. When you sit down and watch it, take the Chuck Norris shit out and, and, and just watch everything else. It's a great match. It's a great story. It's 10,000 times better. Oh, okay. I, f- I found this match to be so slow and boring. A couple high spots here and there, but I just, I, I never could get into this match. The highlight of this match for me is Chuck Norris kicking Jeff Jarrett and the great cell Jarrett does. <laughs> I never got have into I, this match. Have I mentioned what your number two would have been yet? No, no, no. I don't. I, I, I would have had, because, um, it won't be on no your way list you're now. Not- no, because there's no way your number one isn't ma- doesn't match my number one. No fucking way. I, I had Phoenix. I, I really Phoenix and oh, Morte. Okay. I, I okay, really, I really love that match. That's in my. We'll, we'll get there to my in my honorable mentions. Um, I just like the other two better. That's yeah, it. and I haven't seen the other two, so that I okay. can't. I, I'm not going to be like, what the fuck? Like, but yeah, I really love the chemistry that Phoenix and, and Mortez had together, and I, I watched that, most of that match last night. It was really good. That was originally my number seven, and then I watched the Big Show match, and I'm like, uh, Big Show's got to get on here. Yeah, the Big Show match. Um, I love the Big Show match. Now, while while I'm upset that you don't like the Yokozuna Taker match, I, you know, oh well. Um, but like I said, it's better than their Royal Rumble '94 match. Yeah, that match. But it's was... not. But it's not better than their Royal Rumble '98 match, which is my number one. Uh, the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels taking on the Undertaker uh, at the Royal Rumble in 1998. I don't Holy have a problem with this being the number one either. Obviously, Shawn and Taker. This is the best casket match I have seen. Um, of course, it is because it's Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker. Who? Yeah, I who guess. Ch- 
Who did I, Undertaker have better chemistry with? I mean, you look at and and, and yeah, fuck you, Anthony. Who had a better fucking Hell in a Cell match? Who had a better casket match? Who had a better WrestleMania match? You know, you put these two together, and you're they're going to do the best of whatever they're doing. Yeah, it's cool. It's as simple as that. You except know? if you except if you put them in Saudi Arabia together, that oh, was not God. Well, that should just never fucking that happen. should have never happened. But nah, I can't argue this as your number one. I know I said Taker and Big Show would be my number one, but probably this is number one and then Taker Big Show two. And I want people to put something in the context of how tough Shawn Michaels was in night. Well, not was, is, but especially was in 1998. He suffered a career ending injury in the first two minutes of this match. I timed it. The, the the match wasn't even on for for a whole three minutes left yet, and he does the flip over the over the ropes, smacks his back on the casket. That's where he fucked his back up, and that's what puts him out for five fucking years. He goes on to wrestle an extremely aggressive, dangerous match for fucking almost thirty more minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And and he does spots that he shouldn't be doing with a fucking bro- he just broke his back. He literally just broke his back and he's doing elbow drops from the top rope into the casket. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like fuck Shawn Michaels. Uh, if that doesn't solidify him as the, like one of the toughest, one of the best in the business, I don't know what does. Yeah. I mean, can't argue it, man. And, and then he came back to have even a better career. It's mm-hmm. cra- crazy stuff. And this of course uh, also pushed forward the, uh, the grid storyline they were building with Kane. Right. Um, so, just a few months earlier in October, Kane made his uh, his debut in uh, in the Hell in a Cell, and now we're in January where Kane has made a turn. It looks like Kane is on the side of his brother. Uh, no, not 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 gonna happen because now now it's WrestleMania season, so 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 we gotta we gotta build towards that. So of course he comes out, he betrays his brother, and. Um, like we alluded to before, uh, uh, you know, uh, th- this is what uh, Randy Orton kind of, kind of homaged, I guess, where they set the casket on fire and then, but then when they open it, he's gone and stuff yeah. like that. You know, I, I like all this stuff. Which was sort of an homage to the '94 Royal Rumble, except this time his ghost didn't fucking <laughs> levi- levitate to the heavens. What are your memories of this match, man? I can't really say much more than what you just said. Like to me, the biggest memory obviously is Sean hurting his back and, and then the, the ending with the fire are like the, the big two for me. But I think if you go back and rewatch this match and everything you just said about the pace, they set, Sean working with the hurt, the hurt back and just their chemistry. It's, it's Sean and taker. You know what I mean? I, I, I want Anthony to watch this match. Oh, Anthony, <laughs> young Anthony. <laughs> Young Anthony. I've got to say, um, I was I was really surprised, not from my level, because I was never a big fan of this match, but I know that you love this match. I, I'm surprised we didn't see Taker and Mark Henry on your list from WrestleMania. I do. I love this match. I love this match. Just didn't make it. I just liked all these other matches a little bit more. I do love Mark Henry. I, I, I think it's a great, greatly underrated match. Um, P, I think it's one of my favorite Taker WrestleMania matches. Yeah. Uh, I really do. It just squeaked out because I really wanted those two uh, Lucha Underground matches to be um, to be represented. I really wanted... I, I thought Goldust uh, deserved to be on there. I thought Big Show deserved to be on there. Um, you know, 
in hindsight, maybe maybe I could have moved some shit around. You're making me double guess my spot of Yokozuna. I just yeah, but that just for me, I, that match was all. Even as a kid, I was just like, because uh. now because now looking back, you're probably right. The Mark Henry match probably is better than that match. I I think. <laughs> I think I was looking at that match in rose-colored glasses because I watched it right after the the Royal Rumble match. And when you watch it right after the Royal Rumble match, it's like a five-star match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Rumble yeah. match. The Rumble match was more of a of a show than of a match, right? Ex- Although exactly. I do love the spot that Yoko and Taker do where Yoko slams Taker's head against the stairs and he pops it back up after. Mm. I always love that spot. There love is spot. one match that I, I think you should have taken a look at. Um, and I, I don't know if you did or not, but Darby Allen against Ethan Page from from I, AEW. I didn't enjoy it. I I, I yeah. watched it. Not even an honorable mention. I I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. And this is not an AEW slam. This is a Darby Allen slam. I'm not a fan of Darby. That's I'm just fair. not. I'm just not. Um, I thought Ethan held his own in the match. Um, I I, I don't get Darby Allen. I don't get what he's trying to do. I understand. And again, I I think this goes back to my old man yells at the cloud thing. Uh, I think I'm too old for this. I I, I don't know. He um, he's not for me. Yeah. And that's fine. And that's fine. He's for a younger generation. He is. I get why people like him. He's just not for me. I think this is, you know, this, this is why people in their forties in, in uh, 1997, didn't get the attitude era. You know, you know, the attitude era. Yeah. I think this I think this is where I am now. I'm 41 years old. Darby Allen is not created for a 41 year old man. Yeah. Um and I, I so his character is not for me and his match style is not for me. I don't enjoy his style of wrestling. I That's don't. Fair. That's fair. Um, I didn't I didn't watch know? his match with Andrade. I haven't seen that one, but uh, I and, heard it was good. Uh, and and I did and again didn't enjoy it. Um you know, there were some spots with the, there was a, he put a bunch of tacks on a skateboard. I'm like, okay, this doesn't belong in a casket match, but whatever. Um, you know, uh, was that the one I think Sting got involved a bit? And, uh, I, I, right. Yeah, I don't know. It's just not for me. That, that, that That's all I can say. I'm not going to shit on it because yeah. it is, I can, I can honestly say I know that this product, this, like that part of AEW is not created for a man like me. Yeah, and so, you know it's so, cool that you can sit there and be like, he's just not my guy. You know what I mean? Like uh, a lot of people yeah. just be like, who shit, blah 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 blah. Yeah. And yeah, I, because I like, he's, because I like, he's not. I, yeah. I I think I think he is a talented guy, but his style is not the style I enjoy. Yeah, and that's so, totally fair. And, and I honestly believe the coffin drop is the most irresponsible, stupidest fucking finisher in professional wrestling today. I'm not a big fan of it. I, I'm with you. Actually, I'm not a Darby guy either, but I, I did enjoy that cast match with Ethan Page. I did. At least I remember enjoying it when it happened. Um, you know, you mentioned mind games earlier with gold dust. He wasn't the first person that uh, defaced the casket. King Mabel, baby. King, King Mabel. Mabel that uh, match was de- not going to make a list, but definitely on my honorable mentions. I enjoyed the match. I really did. I thought it was a good match. Um, plus, I love Phantom Taker. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Kamala just because I I just love Kamala selling in their Survivor it, Series a, match. It's a good match. It's not a horrible match. It's not list worthy, but it's a good match. That's it though. I for the most part, minus your placement on that I've, Big Show match, I I've got a few. I've got a few honorable mentions. I've got Chavo versus Taker from SmackDown. Um, if you ever get a chance to go rewatch that, it's it's actually quite quite good. Okay. Um, I've got. Two 
uh, more Lucha Underground matches. Both involve your boy Phoenix. I've got Mil Mortes versus Phoenix. Yeah, love that I, one. And, and then I've got the uh, the triple uh, Grave Consequences matches, which is Mil Mortes versus Phoenix versus Sammy Crane, also known as Sammy Callahan. Ah. Great match. Really cool match. Um, two more. I've got uh, Daniel Bryan versus Kane during their uh, okay, yeah, yeah, d- during their really fun feud, and Kane versus Triple H uh, uh, during the Katie Vick feud was uh, was it was a good match. I can't argue it. I can't argue it. I think your list was good. I would have put Phoenix on personally. I maybe would have bumped Yoko and I would have moved uh, Taker I, and Big Show down. That, I, that, I'm that's only. My- I don't think Phoenix would have made my list, but I am sort of regretting not getting Mark Henry on there. Somebody's going to get their ass kicked, yeah. Well, <laughs> the, o- the only downside, uh, I believe that that match was the first match where they started calling him the Silverback. And uh, he's gone out flat out saying that that was some bullshit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't even know about that. Oh, he hates that gimmick. He hates that nickname. It's racist fuck <laughs> ah, i didn't know anything i don't know anything they, about that i didn't even know calling, they called him that yeah for a long time they called mark henry he, he was the silverback that, that was his nickname i have so no they're basically, memory they're basically calling a large black man a gorilla yeah i mean yeah yeah little, little tone deaf can't yeah. do that can't do that no um, can't do that how about uh how about i do a list next week you want to you want to do that that'd be fun what do you want to do I don't know yet. You gave me, you said something shield related. Maybe I'll look into that. I got a couple of down. We, we are approaching the 10th anniversary of the debut of the shield. And I think, uh, I think that would be a very, a really cool list. And, and it could be a few lists. It could be, could be great shield moments. It could be just a mixture of Roman Reigns, uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose moments. Yeah. That'd be kind uh, of a fun one. There, there's a lot you can do with that, man. That would be a fun one. Uh, I'll put something. Maybe I'll put a Survivor Series spin on something. I got some time to think about it. And then uh, we're going to bring you one more interview because because uh, I did a cool one. Yeah, we're, we're going to take a we're going to take a step back from interviews for a while. The funny thing is, here's the funny thing. After our last like several interviews and we know we've been throwing a lot of interviews at you. <laughs> Tyler and I said we promise each other. OK, let's take a break. We're not going to do any interviews for the rest of the year. We're going to focus on what brought us to the game. We're going to do a bunch of lists. <laughs> the very next day, Tyler texted me. He's like, or no, I think he called me. You're like, so you know how we didn't going to not do any lists anymore or not do any interviews anymore? I said, yeah, we, we have homicide tomorrow at three. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. <laughs> the notorious 187 homicide is coming to count it out. Uh, there are small little clips that are available on our YouTube page right now that you can check out i will be posting a couple more this week i'll give you a little little taster of what to expect what a great guy homicide was man i i I wish i could have been on that unfortunately the timing didn't work out for me but uh homicide i listened to the i listened to parts of the interview anyways and he uh he sounds like a great guy he really does yeah yeah i'm very excited for that one so uh stay tuned for that i'll do a list next week we'll do homicide and uh we got steve born i i I did record with steve born I don't know when we're going to pop up sometime, but then we're going to do, we're, we're going to start, excuse me. We're going to start working towards our year end show. And then um, I don't know if we're, we're not going to give all details right now, but we're working on a big project for the end of the year. 
Yeah, let me let me solidify yep. a little bit more of that before we get into yep. it. Yeah, we're we're not going to let it all in the bag, but let let it be known. We are working on something, and it's not just going to be us. We're going to bring in a lot of our friends. It's going to be a big project, something huge for you guys uh, that we're really fucking excited about. So we can't wait to tell you about that. Yeah, and uh, I got nothing else to say this week. No, man, I forget how to. Uh, uh, this is I, I start rambling when I forget how to end our shows. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the, um, on behalf of finally doing a list again and, um, on behalf of fucking hanging out with you again, man, we, yeah, it's we, been you know, a while, man. I've been off it's the grid been a while. You, you have been totally off the grid. You've been really busy. You went to your buddy's wedding this weekend. You sound like still. shit because of it. <laughs> yeah, I, can tell. I can tell. Uh, uh, so I, ha- I hope you had a good time with that. And a few weeks before you went to AEW, you were probably hurting from after that. You had, you just haven't recovered. You need to life, recover. And, life and, is kicking my ass, man. Because we're going into the end of the year and we, we, we need you healthy. We need you 100, baby. I'm ready. So, yeah. So, uh, on, on behalf of finally sitting down and having a uh, having a good list with you, we're going to do that again soon. Um, if you're listening to this uh, on the weekend of, the, of November 5th, try to make it to Mississauga Battle Arts uh, Academy uh, for the, for the um, Arthur Caulfield show, uh, All Proceeds go to the whole uh to holden albright and the brendan caulfield family um it's it's for a great cause you're going to see a ton of great wrestlers a lot of great matches Mm -hmm. um you know and you might win a couple things because uh a lot of the sponsors are going to be uh giving some stuff out to be raffled off including us yeah we're doing uh mcfoley autograph i'm gonna we're we're giving out of my personal collection there and uh i think i'm putting together like a little wrestling gift basket as well that we're working on with uh, with myself and you there's there's gonna be uh there's gonna be some gift certificates from local businesses that we're gonna throw in there um my, my the restaurant I work at, uh, I was able to to coerce some uh, some gift certificates. Uh, a local uh, brewery is going to throw some shit in for us. I'm going to throw in the um, the the hat I have uh, signed by both Jay and Mark Briscoe. Uh, so uh, it, it's there's going to be a lot of cool stuff you can win from us. So go down, see some great wrestling, win some cool prizes, and put your money towards a great cause. Help out our boy Brennan Caulfield, Holden Albright. In his um, in his time of need right now, and I and I mean that because not only is he is he grieving the loss of his father, but he's grieving the loss of his fucking bank account because you know funerals are not fucking cheap. Yeah, and uh, and the man's a professional wrestler. I don't know if you guys know this, but they don't make a lot of money. So go help out. It's for a great cause. Absolutely, couldn't have said it better myself, man, Mike. And on behalf of. On behalf of the greatest casket matches of all time, we have been counted out. Cheers. Ladies and gentlemen, myself, along with all of Ontario Professional Wrestling, are running the Arthur Caulfield Memorial Show, where all proceeds will be going to Holden Albright, also known as Brendan Caulfield and the Caulfield family. It will be taking place on November 5th at 7 p.m. at Battle Arts Academy. That's 4880 Tompkin Road in Mississauga, Ontario. We have... Impact Wrestling Superstar, Giselle Shaw, wrestling Alexia Nicole for the very first time on our show. Very exciting stuff. As well, a notice qualification match between Easy e Eric Carney, and Rex Atkins, where the loser will have their legs waxed live in the ring during intermission. 
And as well, I have stolen myself a title match. So somewhere from around Ontario, I will be getting myself a title match on this show. And the Battle Royal, where the winner gets to debut the next week at Barry Wrestling.